0: Welcome to the Brave Church Podcast. We're so glad you decided to join us. Wherever you're listening from, we hope you're encouraged and inspired by today's message. So good. Well, hey, we're so glad that you guys are here, and I'm so glad that I can share with you today, especially on the last Sunday of the year, because, man, I'm just so honored, and I think it's, it's so good. And so we're going to dive into this message real quick, and there's four areas um, that I believe uh, that, that God wants us to accomplish. And, and here's the title of my message. I'm going to give it to you real quick, and then we're going to dive in. So the title of today's message is Finish Strong. Somebody say finish strong. Finish strong. And, uh, and I think this is so, so key, um, because I believe that how you start the year is determined by how you finish the year. So I think a lot of times if, if we just finish 2018 kind of just like barely making it, you know, and just like kind of just dragging on through, that's how we're going to start 2019. But I believe this, that if we can, if we can end strong the last couple hours um, of 2018, if we can end that strong, man, then we're going to be set up even better for 2019. So I think, I think this, uh, that there's these four areas are so applicable to all of our lives in this room today. And this is what's going to help you um, accomplish everything that you wanted to in the new year, whether it's spiritually, whether it's it's personally, but I believe that this is going to be the best year because I believe this, that if, um, if this is your best year spiritually, then 2019 will be your best year, just like overall. Right. So I, so I think that this is so, so, so important. So um, I want to share with you a, a, a passage in the Bible Um, found in Matthew 25. So if you have your Bibles, you can, you can turn there and just bear with me because it it may not make sense like all right away, but I promise we're going somewhere with it. So just, you know, hang in there. Um, But in, in verse 14, we pick it up here. It says this again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one, he gave five bags of gold to another two bags and to another one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five more bags. So also with the one with two bags gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned to them and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more." His master replied, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, You entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I have gained you more. And the master replied the same as he did to the first servant. In verse 24, it says, The man who, who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you were a hard man harvesting where you had not sown. And scattering seed where you have not, or I'm sorry, and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here's what belongs to you. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I have harvested where I had not grown, where I had not sown and gathered where I had not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest." And, and I know at first that story doesn't really make sense, and, and it honestly didn't to me either. When I was preparing for this message, God kind of dropped that story to my heart. I'm like, God, like, what does that have to do with the end of the year? It has like, nothing to do with like, finishing strong. And what he showed me was that there are four areas in this story that, um, that kind of will help us finish strong um, in 2019 and also even the rest of 2018. So i want to share with you that, with that today. So if you're taking notes, um, go ahead and write this down. This is one of the reasons why a lot of times we don't finish strong, and it's this. We have the wrong habits. And in verse 15, it says, to the one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, and to another one bag, each according to his ability. And what that tells me is that the third servant, the master already knew, is like, oh, I can't really trust him with a lot, so I'm going to give him one bag. And I believe that the reason why he only got one bag is because he didn't have the right habits in his life, because his ability was determined by his habits. And we all have habits in this room today. We both have, we have good habits, we have bad habits, we just have habits. We're, we're creatures of habit, that's just, that's what we are, that's, that's what we do, Right? And the thing with bad habits, so here's, here's what happens is that when we have these bad habits in our lives and we continue to just live life with these bad habits, what begins to happen is what was a conscious habit where we're like, oh yeah, I, I kind of know I do that. I know I have that issue, whatever. If we keep going along with that, what begins to happen is what was once conscious becomes unconscious. And then we just do it without even knowing. And then it becomes habitual and something that, it, and that's just how you get in these cycles. So I believe having the right habits is so, so key. And, and I found it so interesting that, that studies show that um, to form a habit, it takes 21 days, which I think is kind of mind-blowing because, man, for something that can really just, maybe it's a habit that just completely just tears your life apart, tears your family apart, that habit was formed in 21 days. But I also believe that a habit can, can be broken in 21 days, and that's why I think it's so cool that we're doing 21 days of prayer and fasting next week. And I don't think it's coincidence that, that this is kind of the, the way the message is and the way God had it, because, man, I believe that what better way to start the year than to start a new habit of prayer? How, how much better will your year be if you start your year off with prayer? Yeah, yeah. So I believe habits, habits are so key. Having the right habits is so important. I think it's powerful for you to know... Um, kind of just that knowledge of, of forming a habit and, you know, deforming bad habits, because I think the enemy loves to get us into this place of, of just our habits and our cycles, because we usually do the, do the same things every day. We have routines. We, we make the same decisions. We, um, you know, usually just are creatures of habit, right? So the enemy loves to get us into these places of habit and just keep us there. Um, which I'll talk a little bit more about later on in the message, but he just loves to keep us there because that's where we're not going to accomplish anything that God has called us to for this year. Um, and then number two, um, this, is, this is another thing that keeps us from finishing strong. This is something that will keep us from finishing strong in 2018 and 2019. Write this down. It says, we have the wrong people around us. And I think that this third servant in the story in the Bible, he didn't have the right people around him. He had the wrong people around him because it said in, in the passage that he was afraid, so he hid his master's money. And I believe fear comes when you're alone. So I think if you don't have the right people around you, that, man, you're, you're just alone, and that's where fear will come in. That's where you're just not going to be the person that God has called you to be and be the person that you want to be. So I think that, that having the right people around us is so, so, so important. And I think that what happens is we can all look back on, you know, middle school and high school days, whatever. Maybe it's a while ago for some of us. Maybe for others, not so much. But you can see around you, um, the, you can, like, think back and be like, man, who were the five people that I, that I hung around with most? And you can even trace it back and be like, man, those are the people that, that brought me to where I am now, whether that's good or whether that's bad. Um, and I believe that your five closest friends will determine where you go in life. So I think a lot of us can just look and be like, okay, like who are my five closest friends? And we can ask ourselves, do I want to become like them? And if your answer is no, then you probably have the wrong people around you. So I think we always need to be thinking like this, like, man, do I have the right people around me? Do I have people that are in a better place in life than I am? Do I have people where, where I want to be in the future? Do I have people that are better than me, stronger than me, and that know more than me? Because what happens is the, if we don't get those people around in our lives, we stop growing. And we always need to be growing, and, and there's always more that we can be going to. And I believe that, that God is limitless and that, that the calling on your life that I don't think you'll ever reach um, – not in a uh, like discouraging way, but I don't think we ever reach like, where we're supposed to be. I think there's always another limit. We never arrive um, where God has called us to be. I think that there's always just that next step that God has called us to go to. Um, and I believe that for everyone in this room too. And I think uh, the best way to probably get the right people around you in your life is to join a dinner party, right? Come on. And I think another way is to join brave life. And Brave Life is happening in February. It is incredible. Man, if you went through Brave Life, you already know just how amazing it is. So getting the right people around us is so key to finishing strong this year. Another, another reason why we usually don't finish strong um, in, in our years is this, that we fail to prepare. And and I shared this teaching with the staff not too long ago about um, about David in the Bible and, and how he was the most prepared person, I think, probably in the Bible. And And the reason why is because when he faced Goliath, I think we all know the story of David and Goliath, but when he faced Goliath, that was not the first time he, he faced like... Uh, you know, kind of like an impossible obstacle in, in his place. The Bible says that he also um, killed the lion and he killed the bear. So he had other battles before he ever faced the battle that he was really known for. Does that make sense? So I think that, that he's just such a perfect example of being prepared. Because if we aren't prepared, um, it's kind of cheesy, but if, if you don't prepare, you prepare to fail, right? Is that the, is that the same? So, um, and I think, I think this too that, that opportunity doesn't wait for those who are unprepared. So I think if we go into this year and we're not prepared, man, we're just setting ourselves up for failure. And that's a lot of the reasons why we have all these lists of, of resolutions that we don't accomplish is because I don't think we prepare enough. And, and I'm talking about preparing spiritually, mentally, physically, like all of that kind of stuff. So I want to ask you this. Like, what are you doing to practically prepare for what you're trying to accomplish this year? Because I ask people all the time, like, oh, what's your resolution? That's kind of the question that you just ask people. Like, what are you resoluting for this year to be better in 2019? And a lot of people, they're like, oh, I haven't really thought about it yet. I don't really know yet. And, and that's really because they're not prepared. So I want to challenge you today. If, if you're one of those people, if, if, if you don't know what your um, goals are in 2019 or even in the next five years, man, really prepare for that because, because your preparation is going to determine like, if you reach those goals or not. Come on, you still with me? Awesome. So number four, moving right along here. And then, um, man, I'm so excited because Pastor Jackson is going to come up here and just absolutely kill it. So, so excited. But number four right here is um, another reason why we, why we um, don't finish strong is this, that we fall into complacency and, and we stay in our comfort zone. We get comfortable, right? And, and this is kind of where I want to, want to hang out for the last few minutes is, um, and this is really where I feel like God had kind of just like dropped this word into my heart is with this word complacency. And I think this is the main reason um, why we don't finish strong every year. Um, and, and let me put it to you this way. So, like, imagine you're in this, like, desert or just a wide-open plain, right? And there's all this space around you. No trees, no mountains. It's just completely flat. And right in front of you, um, probably, like, a few miles away from you, um, is a finish line, okay? And, um, and that, that would represent maybe the end of this year, the end of next year, the end of five years, whatever you want. But um, right down in front of you is a straight line leading to that finish line, okay? And then what happens is as we walk towards that finish line, towards our goals... Um, we make these small compromises, these things that maybe don't seem like a big deal, um, but, but in reality, it, it pushes us off our mark and off the, the goals that we have. So what happens is we walk this line, and we're staying on it straight, and, and every time we come to an obstacle or something that we're just not comfortable with, we're like, uh, you know, maybe I'll just stay in my comfort zone a little bit. And what happens is that begins to push you off just a little bit, not a lot, but just a little bit off of that line that God is, that, that has set or that you maybe set. set. And, and what begins to happen is as you get closer to that finish line— and you get there, you start, you look back and, you, and you're like, man, how did I even get here? Like, I've set these goals. I set these resolutions and man, I don't know what happened. And maybe a lot of you are in this room today thinking 2018, like what happened to 2018, man? Like I had resolutions. I had these goals. It was going to be the best year of my life. And, and it just fell apart. And I think what happens is we get complacent, we get comfortable. And, and those small decisions push us further and further away from that final like destination, right? So that's why complacency is so dangerous And I want to share with you the end of this story um, In the message version Because I think it's so good and and relates so well to this It says this The servant given 1,000 said Master, I know you have high standards and hate careless ways That you demand the best and make no allowances for error I was afraid I might disappoint you So I found a good hiding place and secured your money Here it is, safe and sound, down to the last cent The master was furious That is a terrible way to live It's criminal to live cautiously like that If you knew I was after the best, why did you do less than the least? The least you could have done would have been to invest the sum with the bankers where at least I would have gotten a little interest. Take the thousand and give it to the one who risked the most and get rid of this. Play it safe who won't go out on a limb. Throw him out into utter darkness. And I think that's exactly how complacency works. We get scared to risk anything, so we just stay in our comfort zone. And that's why we can't finish strong every year. That's why we've been in the same cycles and and repeating the same things every year and not accomplishing all that we want to set out to accomplish. And, and I believe that, man, God is, is just speaking to some of you today and just asking you and telling you to get out of your comfort zone. We are too okay with just being okay. So I believe you, and as we do that and as we step out of our comfort zone, man, God's going to not only bless you, but he's going to grow you and, and just expand your life more than you could ever imagine. And it might seem scary at first. It might, and it probably will. But the thing is, if you just push past that and you just say, you know, I'm going to risk it all with God. I'm going to do it. I'm going to pray more. I'm going to read my Bible more. I'm going to do more than I ever have in 2019. You're going to see God just make that year the best year you've ever had. You're going to accomplish more. You're going to do more. And I just believe that 2019 is going to be the best for everyone if we make that decision. And, and I just want to end with this and, and just give you an example. And, and not to brag on myself, but really to brag on God. Um, it, it honestly would have been so easy for me to just be like, you know what? Yeah, I don't know if I really want to you know, speak on December 30th. We just came back from Christmas. Like it's, there's a lot going on. We had Christmas at Brave. We just came back from Orlando. Like we don't have a lot of time to prepare. All of that kind of stuff. I had every excuse to just be like, yeah, I'm not going to speak. I'll wait till next year. I'll put it off again, and, and then we'll see where I'm at. But really what God spoke to me is, is this, he he said, you know, you can be comfortable with, with just doing videos and just doing graphics and and photography, just sitting behind, behind the scenes. But that's not what I've called you to. I have way more in your life that I want to do in you. And it's not going to be done if you stay in your comfort zone. So I want to, I want to just encourage you today, man, maybe there's something in your life today that you're just in your comfort zone. Maybe, maybe you were supposed to to lead a dinner party and, uh, and you just got worried about the time commitment or or the job schedules and and all that stuff. And you just got worried. Maybe you thought about leading a brave life group, but then you decided not to, because I I don't know if I'm going to be that good of a leader or anything like that. Let me just encourage you, whatever that is, whatever is holding you back, that's not from God, that's from the enemy. And that's going to keep you in your comfort zone and keep you in complacency. So let me just encourage you today, man, risk it all with God, because if you risk it with God, you have nothing to lose. So today, just make that decision. Just be like, God, in 2019, I'm going to risk it all, and I'm just going to see what happens, because I believe God is going to change your life. Amen? So I'm going to pray with you today. I'm going to pray that that God will just do that and just change our lives, and and Pastor Darison going to come up and just wrap this thing up and kill it. So um, would you pray with me? God, I thank you so much for for my friends in this room today. God, I thank you for the word that you have given me, God, and and the word that you have just placed in our hearts. God, I pray that, that right now, God, that you'll seal it in our hearts. God, let 2019 be the best year of our lives God and let us finish 2018 in these last few hours God I pray that you will do even more in our lives God and we just thank you for what you're going to do and we give you praise in your name we pray amen, amen. hey can we give it up for Pastor Darrison? come,
1: come on. on well hey man I'm excited to be here my new year's resolution is to get some pants as cool as Pastor Jason's come on don't you just love it well hey i'm excited and um man i was just at brave kendall and let me tell you okay sometimes you just need to hear a different voice listen brave kendall is popping off y'all okay so if you know your campus area you need to make that your campus how do you start 2019 right make kendall your campus because it's incredible man um and one more time man can we just honor our, our lead pastors pastor christina pastor david we love them man Um, They don't ask us to do this. They're the most humble people, but we just love you guys, so we honor you. Hey, man, how many of you guys had a good Christmas? Come on. (laughs) You know how I know you had a good Christmas? Because all of you look fresh. So that means all of y'all got clothes for Christmas, and y'all wearing them right now. Come on, dads. How many of y'all wearing your brand new socks? Come on. Come on. Listen, I'm not going to lie. I got my dad socks. He didn't tell me what he wanted, so I bought him some fresh socks. But hey, I love this time of the year because I love Christmas, but I also love New Year's. Come on, how many of you love New Year's? And and I I love watching in New York City when the ball drops. In New York City and I, I stay up late every single night every single year to watch this ball drop and I loved it so much that I did some research on this ball that drops in New York City and it actually traces back to England in 1829 you see what ha- happened was in 1829 there's these seafarers Okay, these people that drove these massive ships and so they would hoist these massive boulder looking things up hundreds of feet in the air. And what they would do is when night fell, they would lower them and the seafarers could look to this thing and they could know which direction they needed to navigate their ships. They knew what time of day it was. They knew when it was the right time to come home. I love it because in America, we've kind of coined that as a new season, as a, the beginning and the start of a fresh, new, uh, a clean slate. But man, how many of you know, in this life, we're going to have problems, right? Like, like, listen, I promise you, okay, the same boo-boo that's been texting you, you, late at night-night, trying to get you to come hang out, I promise you, they're still going to be there in 2019, You know, the same kids that you have that sometimes they can be like little demons running around your house. I promise you, they're still going to be there in 2019. And I want to encourage somebody because just like the seafarers would look to the direction of this ball. I want to point some people in the direction of the one who can make all paths straight to the one person who knows the beginning from the end to the one person that in the midst of our problems, we can look to and know what direction we have to go in. I don't know where you're at and I don't know what problems you may have had. Maybe you had some hardships that hit you this year. Maybe you had a relationship that took a toll on your life. Maybe your family's falling apart. Maybe your finances are falling apart. But I want to remind somebody today that there is a God that knows your situation, that knows where you're at. He knows where you're going, and he knows how to get you there. I love it. I love that I get to walk in. I don't have to feel like I have to carry intimidation. All I have to do is walk with expectation. Come on. Does anybody expect God to move in your life in 2019? I love it because, man, I don't want to start well in 2019. Man, I want to start ahead of the game. I want a head start on my life. And today, man, if you could do this just one thing that I want to talk to you about today, then I believe God is going to radically shift the atmosphere of not just your faith, but your life and your family and your future. I truly believe that. And, you know, it says this. You see, the title of my message is this What Happens When Night Falls? what happens when night falls you see i love when night falls on new year's eve because then that ball drops and everybody is, is cheering and, and we have those poppers and we're all wearing top hats and and, and and we drink cups of water because that's a spiritual thing to do you know amen come on come on somebody and so and, and but but every other night i pretty much hate it okay because i don't like the dark as a matter of fact uh, back when i was a kid i had one chore everybody say one chore And you see, this one chore was to take out the trash at the end of the day, right? But like uh, most kids would do, uh, I often forgot to do that. And so my mama would say, boy, you better get your behind and take out the trash. And so I'd be like, but mama, it's dark outside. How many of you know, listen, when it gets dark outside, okay, the little creatures, all right, the little skunky skunkies come out, all right, the freaks come out. All of a sudden, you start hearing things. I used to be a hardcore WWE fan. Okay? And I remember, man, there was this, there was, so I, his name was the boogeyman. And the boogeyman, it was, the lights would go out and it'd be dark and then the boogeyman would come. So I would always be, I'll never forget it, man. I'd be standing here at the trash and I'd be like, the boogeyman's gonna catch me! Some of the fastest times that I ever ran in my life was when I took the trash out when it was dark. Amen? Come on, teenagers, you know what I'm talking about. Okay, and, and so, but but what happens in your life when night falls? I don't know where you're at and maybe you feel like You're in this situation, not necessarily taking out this trash, but carrying around this garbage in your life, trying to traverse this unfamiliar territory, trying to make it through the darkness and asking God to remove you from it. But man, I want to tell you today that sometimes I believe our greatest problems are just positions that God places us so that his purpose can be revealed in our lives. You see, why, why do I say that? Because listen, what happens when night falls, you see, the reality is this, is that throughout your life, whether it's this year or next year, you will face problems. As a matter of fact, in scripture, it says this in John 16, I've told you all this so that trusting me, you will be unshakable and assured deeply at peace. Come on, how many of you want to live a 2019 deeply at peace, right? But in scripture, then all of a sudden it, it takes kind of an unforeseen turn and it says this. But in this godless world, you will continue to experience difficulties. But take heart. I said, conquered the world. You see, I think what scripture is saying here is that just because you have more peace doesn't mean you're going to have less problems. As a matter of fact, problems in this world are inevitable. And, and pretty much the more peace you have probably is going to lead to the more problems that you will have. You see, what happens when night falls on your situation, a lot of times we like to say, Man, it, this is a clean slate. But like I said earlier, man, a lot of times our problems like to follow us into our new seasons. And so, how do we make it? Because a lot of times I think that we give too much credit to the enemy, right? Like sometimes we say, Man, the enemy has put me here, man, the enemy's. But the reality is, I think a lot of times God is just trying to prepare us for a greater season in our lives. You see, uh, there's this uh, scripture passage, and I I love it because it's a familiar scripture. It deals with Paul and Silas in Acts 16, and and you probably heard it before, but Paul and Silas, they're on a mission, right? If if we were reading the modern-day Bible, then it'd be like them transferring from 2018 to 2019 and entering into a new season. God told them to go and preach the gospel, and so they are on a mission. They're on assignment, but all of a sudden, their life takes a detour. You see, the people in that area, they didn't like what was going on, so they decided to throw these people in prison. And we start in Acts chapter 16. It says this, The judges went along with the mob, had Paul and Silas' clothes ripped off and ordered a public beating. After beating them black and blue, they threw them into jail, telling the jailkeeper to put them under heavy guard so there would be no chance of escape. He did just that, threw them into maximum security cell in the jail, clamped leg irons on them, Man, have you ever been there before? You, you, you seem to be doing what seems like the right thing, but it ends you up in the wrong place. I love it because a lot of times in our lives, we, we try to, to do things and all of a sudden, we don't like the outcome of it. And so what we see as punishment, God actually sees as preparation. Because what was happening in this jail cell is God wasn't punishing Paul and Silas. He was actually preparing them for a new assignment that he had them on. Maybe in the midst of your problem, it is not punishment, but really it's preparation for the next season of life that you're about to step into. Because I believe that sometimes God will put you in what seems to be the wrong time and the wrong place to make sure that you're ready for the right season. And so what looked like punishment to us was really just a preparation. In other words, what the Bible was saying to Paul and Silas is, hey, when you're faced with adversity... Are you going to remember what I've called you to? Or are you going to forget where I've brought you from? You know, starting your year off right, part of starting your year off right is making sure that you never forget how far God has brought you. Because if you can do that, then I promise you there will be nothing that can stand against you that says, Hey, listen, I know my God is bigger than this because he got me through this. We have to remember what God has called us to. And so what happens... When night falls on your situation and it's dark and all of a sudden it's about midnight, it's the darkest hour of the night. These people are in jail, not like a modern day jail, but this is like ghetto jail and they're on solitary confinement. But Paul and Silas, they said, you know what? No, 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 no. We're not going to we're not going to complain. We're not going to compel. But what Paul and Silas were doing was were they they were at prayer and singing a robust hymn to God. The other prisoners couldn't believe their ears. Then without warning, a huge earthquake. The jailhouse tottered. Every door flew open. All the prisoners were loose. I love it because Paul and Silas, they're in their worst condition. They have every right to be mad at God. They have every right to be mad at the prisoners. They have every right to be mad at everything that is going around them. But I love it because they said this. They said, you know what? God, I don't need you to remove me right now. God, I just need you to revive me right now. You see, I think that a lot of times in our lives, listen, if you want your year to be accelerated, then don't ask for removal, just ask for revival. I love it because they're in their jail cell and they're like, listen, when the going gets tough, then guess what? The p- I just need you to revive me. I, said, I know that it looks bad right now. God, I don't need you to remove me. I just need you to revive me. I know that you saved me. I just need you to sustain me in this season. But what does that look like in our lives? Man, I'm struggling with depression right now. God, don't, don't you don't have to remove me from the, the areas of influence I have, but would you just bring me joy? Man, where, where I'm, I'm lacking, God, would you bring provision? Man, where I feel weak, God, would you bring strength? Where I don't know what's about to happen next, God, would you bring faith? Would you revive my spirit? Would you renew my perspective? Would you revive my soul? Would you revive my life? Love it. They didn't ask for removal. They just asked for revival. Man, some of you, you need to make this your declaration. Don't let your prison define your purpose. Instead, find purpose in your prison. Come on, let me tweet that again. Don't let your prison define your purpose. Instead, find purpose in your prison. You see, the reality is this a lot of times, man, when we feel like we're stuck in prison, we feel like we're hopeless. We feel like, man, God, we need you right now. But God is saying, no, 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 I need you. To find purpose in every area of your life. Even when it looks like it's a mess. Even when it looks like there is no hope. Just find purpose and I promise I'll show up. Don't let your prison define your purpose. I love it because Silas and Paul are sitting there and they start to say, you know what? I know we're in prison, man, but let's just start praising. Let's do what we only know how to do. And let's worship our God. See, what happens when night falls is your true character is revealed. You know, sometimes I think that God will leave you in your problem to see if you're a quitter, to see if you're an overcomer. See, God hasn't called us to be quitters. He's called us to be more than conquerors. He's called us to be overcomers. Come on. Is there anybody that believes that in this place, that there is more living inside of you? You don't have to worry because God has finished it already. He just needs you to activate your faith and be an overcomer. So the doors fly open. And this is the greatest prison break of all time. It's better than the show. And and what I'm expecting is Paul to come out and him to just start slinging people. Oh, you did this to me. Yeah, you did this to me. Yeah, but I love it because he doesn't do that. As a matter of fact, the jailer wakes up. He was sleeping. He's a man. These prisoners, they're about to escape. I'm pretty much as good as dead. But what he does is Paul stops the guy and he says, wait, don't do that. We're still here. Why did he do that? Why did he do that to the person that offended him? Because I believe this, that Paul understood that he didn't serve a God just of second chances, but he also served a God of completion. And there was something in that cell that Paul understood. Listen, we have unfinished business to do before we can make it to our next battle. There is some unfinished business that we have to take care of. I believe that's a word for somebody in this room tonight. That listen, you don't need a second chance. You just need to let God complete a work inside of you. I love it because we live in a culture where we love to not finish things. Pastor Jason talked on it so well. That we are just not naturally finishers. But I love it because when Jesus is living inside of us, you have to realize that when Jesus was hanging on the cross, he said, it is finished. And it was at that moment that he said, you know what? I am a God of completion. And there are some things that I came to do to complete in your life. You might feel hopeless right now, but I promise you the pieces will come back together. If you would just trust me, if you would find peace in your problem. You see, I believe this in 2019. If you can do this one thing, man, God will set you beyond anybody else in this room. It's this word called commit, man, commit to God. Commit to his ways for your life. Commit to his purpose. Commit to the plan that he has for you. Even when you don't see it, complete. Even when it feels like you're in a prison, if you just commit, then God will complete. Because we have a finisher, God. Man, that sounds so good and pretty and kind to my ears, but man, how do I get there? There's four things I want to share with you, man. It's when night falls. But when night falls, man, how do, I, how do I live 2019, the best year ever? How do, how do I survive through the nightfall? There are four things that I want to talk to you about today, and then we're going to close. But number one is this, daily revival. Daily revival. I love it because Paul and Silas, what they understood is that revival wasn't a moment. Revival wasn't the few moments that they were singing praises, but revival was sustained through the everyday choices that they made there's some people that you just need to say, man, you know what? In the good and the bad, I'm chasing revival for my life. All of a sudden, when you chase revival, things begin to shake. Doors begin to open. Supernatural favor begins to fall on your life. takes daily revival. Number two is this. Baptism. Come on. Come on, it's Baptism Sunday, y'all. Is anybody excited for Baptism Sunday? I love it because in scripture, if you read just a few verses down, they take this jailer, right? They introduce him to Jesus, but then the first thing that they do is they say, hey, guess what? We're gonna baptize you. Why did they do that? Because they knew it was gonna take a public declaration to commission his purpose in his life, and after that moment, there would be no turning back from that jailer. What happens when you get baptized? Guess what? You get commissioned into your purpose. All of a sudden, when you go down, you don't come up the same way. God gives you a new life. He gives you a new purpose. He calls you to more. Come on. If you want to see your life flourish, then I promise you, man, take that step in baptism today. You might have come and you said, man, I'm not getting baptized, but I'm going to watch. Man, you need to be in that baptism today. I am talking to you. Number three, man, how do we make it through nightfall? How do we live the best life? Number three is just lay down your offenses. You have to lay down your offenses. I love it because when Paul had the opportunity to be offended, to allow the jailer to off himself, he said, no, no, no. You are, I'm going to forgive this man because if I don't, then this offense is going to follow me into the next season of my life. Come on, you want to start? Well, there are some people that you need to forgive. There are some offenses that you just need to let go of because I promise you it will follow you if you don't. Forgive the people that have imprisoned you. Here's the last one. Number four, go all in. Go all in with God today. Come on, maybe, maybe you've been eye shopping Brave Church for a little while, and you go pop around, to all these different things. Man, go all in. Take the one-year challenge. We here at Brave, we have a one-year challenge. We say, man, give us your life for one year, and see what God can do through it. And guess what? If you hate it, then you can leave nobody has ever hated it before and get this it's the perfect time because unlike everybody else who started earlier this year guess what you don't have to remember when you started come on it's the new year right now is your time I believe that God wants to complete something in this room tonight come on how many of you believe that today come on would you all stand to your feet with me as we close today I believe that there's a God of completion in this room tonight I believe that there's a God that wants to do something new with your life. And if you say, man, that's me. If you say, man, I've been running for so long. Or maybe you're just like, man, what I've been carrying in 2018 has been so hard to bear. Man, I want to remind you that there is a God that has come to make your path straight today. So with every head bowed and every eye closed all across this place. If that's you, and maybe you've been running, but today you say, man, God, I want to commit to you so that you can complete your promise in my life. I love it because where, where the jailer thought Paul was trying to get out, God was just trying to get the gospel in. And I believe that today, God wants to get into your situation. You might feel like you're in a mess that he can't come into. No, he wants to be there with you. You might feel like you're in a toxic relationship. Guess what? He is there with you to get into your life today. All you have to do is stop running and start committing. So if that's you in this place and you say, man, today I want this to be my day. I want to start a new life. God, I want you to come and be my Savior. Be my Lord. Be my direction. On account count of three, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand all across this place. And I believe God is going to start completing some stories. One, two, three three if that's you just raise your hand come on all across this room come on come on come on come on come on I'm going to count again because this is the last Sunday of the year y'all come on what do you have to lose one two three come on if that's you in this room amen 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 all across this room come on with everybody all around here pray this prayer with me say Jesus I come to you today I ask that you would make me new give me a new perspective complete your work in me Forgive me of my sins. I choose to surrender my life to you. And today, I choose to be all in with you. Come on, if there's anybody that believes that today, come on, would you give the biggest prison break kind of praise to Jesus?
0: Thanks for joining us for today's message from Brave Church. For more information or to get in touch with us, visit us at bravemiami.com